had to feel my way through my house while enduring the darkness. And I would fall up the stairs and down the stairs with all sorts of bumps and bruises. Sometimes I didn't know if it was daytime or nighttime or even what day of the week it was. But I knew on Sunday that I would leave the house because we would go to church. Hi, I'm Megan Finnerty, and this is the Beacon Story Podcast from the Foundation Fighting Blindness and the Allergan Foundation. We're featuring funny, unexpected stories from people with blindness or vision loss and the medical specialists working to research, treat, and end blinded diseases. In this episode, you'll hear from entrepreneur and beauty expert, Carolyn Covington. After her diagnosis, Carolyn didn't want to get help or support and was fumbling in the dark, literally and metaphorically. She was afraid and angry, and she couldn't imagine how to be a blind person in the beauty industry. Hello, everyone. Can I ask a question? What's your unthinkable? Think about it. What is the one thing that could happen to you and you think that you would never recover from? I never imagined that I would be faced with a life-altering challenge that would turn my world upside down like a twister and yet stand me upright and set me on a path of my best life, God's purpose and his plan for me. You know, life happens. And as I was building my beauty empire, my diagnosis tried to take my power. And it was in, back in 1974, I was labeled as a troubled teen in search of a trade in cosmetology. And I had a big dream of becoming a famous hairstylist, traveling the world and owning a chain of salons. And you know, God blessed my dreams and he actually let me make it to the top, but only to watch it all disappear right before my very own eyes. I spent 30 whole years And I dedicated and devoted my life to spas, salons, fashions, and beauty products. But I remember in the year 2001 is when I started to have my vision changes. I can remember looking at the computer and it was blurry and the right side of the appointments had all been canceled or they mysteriously disappeared and I started walking into walls and doors that were clearly shut. And my staff had started to notice that something was wrong. So I remember one evening while I was driving to meet friends for dinner, I don't even remember stopping at the stop sign to the right of me. And at that point, the street lights and the car lights had started to temporarily blind me. I remember I continued on because all I could think about was having my favorite Thai soup at dinner. So the waiter brought out a big bowl of soup that was filled to the top and I pulled it close to me and I started eating only to realize that the bowl was almost empty. At that point, I could see everyone at the table staring at me. And when I looked down, I had spilled soup all over the table and down the left side of my jacket. I was so embarrassed and 
I think I was a little ticked off that no one thought to say something while this was occurring. So I called the waiter over and I said, excuse me, sir, is there a hole in my soap bowl? And everyone laughed and he picked it up, he wiped it off and he said, mm, no ma'am. So I continued to clean myself up and I quietly slipped away from dinner. And I remember on the ride home, I started thinking of all the different changes in my life. And that night, as I pulled into my garage, I knocked the right mirror completely off the side of my little sports car. And I knew that moment, it was time to go see about this. And so I asked my husband to take me to the appointment and we were on our way. And I was thinking, oh, I probably just need some glasses. I'll get some really cute, nice designer frames. But that is when my unthinkable happened. I was diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa and the doctor said that it's a rare genetic eye disease. And that at first you lose your peripheral and then you'll have night blindness. And eventually you would go totally blind. So he said after that, is there anyone in your family that's blind? And I said, my mother had lost her sight to glaucoma, but we never heard of retinitis pigmentosa. And then he said, oh, did I tell you that there's no cure? After hearing those words, all I could see was his mouth moving. And I didn't hear another word that he said. And so at that point, I was so afraid and I got angry. And I said, um, well, how am I gonna be able to see beauty or create beauty if there is no sight? How am I going to be a blind person in the beauty industry? But then I realized that it was in God's hands, but I was saying, why me? Why now? You know, I'm at the top of my career. And so I thank God for a praying husband. We went home and we prayed and we prayed that they would find a cure before I would go blind. And I decided not to tell my sons or definitely not my business partners, I was in denial. And I decided just to continue on business as usual. And I continued to open more salons and spas. But in 2014, my mother passed and I had to grieve my mother along with grieving the loss of my sight and my independence. I had been declared legally blind. I had to give up my driving privileges. I was being dropped off, picked up at everyone else's convenience. And I realized it was time to just go home. But I was so afraid about going home because I knew that I would be isolated and I would shut myself off from the world. And it would just be me and my little dog, Remy, home alone all week. I had to feel my way through my house while enduring the darkness. And I would fall up the stairs and down the stairs with all sorts of bumps and bruises. Sometimes I didn't know if it was daytime or nighttime or even what day of the week it was. 
But I knew on Sunday that I would leave the house because we would go to church. And my husband had to color coordinate my clothing for me and help me pick out the perfect pair of shoes. I never imagined that I would need someone else to help me to make my fashion statement. And he was very encouraging. He'd say, you look beautiful, but hurry up. We're going to be late for church. So we would leave for church, and I would hope we could slip in and slip out, and no one would notice. No one would ask questions. No one would offer to help. I didn't want anyone's help. I knew that God was the only person that could help me, and I wanted to work this out myself. So back home, just Remy and I, no one would call, no one would stop by, but it's okay. I understand it's a busy world that we live in. And I only had a few people that I would keep in touch with anyway. But daily, I started having these wine tastings and my guest list was rather short. Uh, Really, it was a private tasting. It would just be me. And I realized that that was definitely not helping my situation. I had started to gain so much weight and I would avoid the mirrors, the very thing that would define me. I used to look in the mirror and I see this courageous, confident, compassionate businesswoman. Yeah, a fearless leader. And that day I looked in the mirror and no one looked back. Imagine that. I started to cry and tears were just running all down my face. And I cried out and I asked God to please help me to accept that I am really going blind and to give me a vision and a purpose to get back up and start living again. But I had to choose faith over fear and swallow my pride to get help so that I could later help others. So I called the Division of Services for the Blind and they sent out the counselor. She said, first, I'm gonna send out the mobility specialist and she'll teach you how to use your white cane. Well, my pride stepped back up and it said, oh no, I will never be caught out of the house, out of this house with a white cane. You may as well put a sticky on my forehead that says, watch out for the blind lady. But little did I know that my white cane would be my navigation cane. It would be the start to my independence. And it would cut back on some of the bumps and bruises. Well, second, she wanted me to go to the low vision specialist. And after my assessment, Dr. Whitaker told me all about the foundation fighting blindness and how the chapter was gonna have a walk and to raise money for research to find a cure. that gave me so much hope and I wanted to be a part of it. But the third thing was I had to go to be, start my rehabilitation. So I went to Raleigh Lions Clinic for the Blind and there I met Mr. Steve Murphy and he had RP as well. And he said to me, you know, there's life after blindness. And that meant so much. He became my mentor. So I went back to Mr. Murphy to tell him all about my vision of starting a nonprofit, Insightful Visionaries, and how we would empower the blind and visually impaired through advocacy, education, arts and entertainment, and wellness. 
So our first event was a fashion show and we had both sighted and blind models and they walked the runway together, counting their steps. And next, Anastasia and Chris from the IFB Solutions asked us to host their blind singing competition. Wow, I knew I was back in the game. So I called up all of the top hairstylists, makeup artists, fashion designers. I wanted it all. I wanted all the glitz and the glam, but it wasn't for us to see. I wanted everyone else to see blindness in a better light and it lifted our self-esteem. I wanna thank all of my blind mentors that have held my hand through this journey and the Foundation Fighting Blindness for all of their research and putting the spotlight on blindness and for all of the opportunities that they have given me to shine so that I will be able to share with others that there is life after blindness. Thank you. That was entrepreneur and beauty expert, Carolyn Cummington. Carolyn, thank you so much for your story. It takes such vulnerability to be honest about not wanting to accept her diagnosis. But then you modeled such powerful behavior in building your new life by embracing the help you were offered. The Foundation Fighting Blindness is sharing these stories so you can understand life with vision loss, as well as the everyday moments that make these storytellers' lives like, and unlike, everyone else's. In 1971, a passionate group of families wanted to help their loved ones, and they set out to drive the search for finding treatments and cures to end blinding retinal diseases. Learn more about their work at fightingblindness.org. <laughs>